Hello. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Lily. I'm Bree. And today we'll be going over the case and crimes of Robert Bodella. AKA the Kansas City Butcher. A quiet spring day, well, it was night, in Kansas City's historic Hyde Park in 1988, there was a man wearing nothing but a dog collar around his neck. He leaped out of a second story window of Robert's house where he was being held captive. He crashed to the ground and ran to a nearby needle maid who called the police. Police secured a search warrant and proceeded to discover the horrors inside of the house. Opening a second story closet, they discovered human skull as well as human vertebrae. Marks from where they've been cut with a bone saw. In the backyard, they discovered another human head buried in the ground, partly decomposed. When they ventured into the basement, they found large barrels stained with blood, as well as the personal belongings of two missing people and a stack of Polaroid photos depicting naked men being sexually assaulted and tortured. They also found stenographed first pad meticulously detailing the abduction, torture, rape, and murder of six young men from around the area. This house, located on 4315 Charlotte Street, belonged to the Kansas Butcher, one of the most strange serial killers in history. Born Robert Andrew Berdella Jr. on January 31, 1949, in Kawaga, Kawaga Falls, Ohio, the man would, who would have would become this terrifying killer grew up in a deeply religious roman catholic family in the early 1950s from a young age robert berdella was alone with his severe nearsightedness high blood pressure and speech impediment he was an easy target for bullies in his neighborhood this included his father who physically and verbally abused the young boy for his lack of athleticism however by his mid-teens berdella had begun to gain some confidence. He realized that he was gay, and though he kept this a closely guarded secret, it gave him a level of self-assurance. This confidence manifested itself into a rude and condescending attitude, especially towards women, that he would hold for the rest of his life. In 1967, Robert Brudella graduated from high school and started attending the Kansas City Art Institute in college, he was finally able to express himself and was open with his homosexuality. Though he displayed artistic talents, he quickly got caught up in drug use and low-level drug dealing. It was also during this time that he began torturing and killing animals. After he received harsh backlash from the administration of the institution, for an art piece where he tortured, killed, and cooked a duck, Bodella left college and moved into a house in the Hyde Park neighborhood of Kansas City, Missouri. Using the contacts he made through his 
extensive pen pal relationships from his lonely childhood, as well as his knowledge of art, Bodella opened a store called Bob's Bazaar, Bazaar, where he sold art, jewelry, and antiques from around the world. Throughout the 1970s and early 80s, Robert Bodella spent much of his time with male prostitutes, drug addicts, petty criminals, and runaways that he claimed to be mentoring. In reality, he was engaging in, in manipulating sexual relationships with young men. Bodella used his money and influence to create an imbalance of power in his relationships. He would use to control these young men, well, young runaways, many of them whom have been prostitutes or been sexually abused. Then, in the 1984, the Kansas City claimed his first victim, Jerry Howell. Jerry Howell was the 19-year-old son of Paul Howell, one of Bradella's acquaintances from his art dealing business. On July 5th that year, Bradella offered to drive the young Howell to a dance competition at a neighborhood town, neighboring town. On the way, on the way, Robert Bradella piled the youth with alcohol and then drugged him with Valium and Espromazine. He tied Howell to his bed for 20 hours during which he repeatedly drugged, tortured, raped, and violated the youth with foreign objects. Objects, Ignoring his desperate pleas for Bradella to stop, continued his torture until Howell finally asphyxiated from a combination of his gag, the drugs, and his own vomit. After Howell died, Robert Bradella butchered his body, leaving the corpse upside down overnight with cuts in major arteries to drain the blood and then dismembering the body with a bone saw. He then placed the pieces pieces of the dismembered body in separate garbage bags along with assorted other trash and left them out on the curb for garbage men to take away. Throughout this process, Bradella kept detailed notes of how he raped and tortured Howe on, on a sternograph's pad, something he would continue to do for all his victims. His next victim was the drifter, was one of the drifters that Bradella had taken care of and exploited for years, Robert Shelton. Robert Sheldon. The 23-year-old man arrived on Bradella's doorstep on April 10, 1985, begging Bradella to let him stay there. Bradella was not attracted to Sheldon, and though he did not rape him, he did restrain and torture him. With Sheldon, Bradella began, began his experiments on using chemicals to weaken his victims, leaving them helpless. He bound Sheldon's wrist with piano wires in an attempt to permanently damage the nerves there, put drain cleaner on his eyes, and filled his ears with coal. He also placed needles under Sheldon's fingernails. When workmen were scheduled to come to Bob's, Bob Bodella's house, he decided to suffocate Sheldon and discreet his corpse before disposing of it. The following June, Robert Bodella committed another brutal murder of one of his runaways when he found Mark Wallace attempting to sleep in his shed, Bodella drugged Wallace and subject him to high voltage electric shock and stuck hypodermic 
needles in his back. Wallace died after a few days of this torture, and his body was also dismembered and disposed of. The next month, another of Bordella's acquaintances contacted him, wondering if he could stay at his house. Water? Water. <laughs> Walter James Ferris. When Ferris arrived at Bordella's house, he tied him to his bed and tortured him by shocking him his genitalia with 7,700 volts of electricity for two days until he died from the abuse. The next year, Bordella ran into Todd's stops for stoops. A female, a female, a formal male prostitute who had stayed with Bordella in the past at a nearby park. Bordella brought him back to his place to grab lunch. Della drugged Stoops and kept him trapped in his house for weeks. He attempted to turn Stoops into a submissive sex slave, trying to incapacitate him through electric shock to the eyes, and by injecting drain cleaner into his larynx in a unsuccessful effort to render him mute, while repeatedly raping and sexually assaulting him. Stoops eventually died of blood loss after his anal cavity was ruptured by Brudella's fist. In 1987, Brudella continued this attempt with 20-year-old Larry Wayne Pearson, an acquaintance he made while working at his shop. The Kansas City Butcher decided to kill him after Pearson jokingly referred to his practice of robbing gay men in Wichita. He drugged Pearson and continued his torture practices aimed at in cast incapacitating his victims, blinding, electric shocking, and ejecting drain cleaner into his larynx. He is also he also broke one of Pearson's hands with a metal bar. After six weeks of rape and torture, Pearson finally snapped and bit deeply into Rodella's penis during an act of force. Bellatio. Berdella then beat and strangled Pearson to death. On March 1988, Berdella adopted his last victim, a 22-year-old male with a 22-year-old male prostitute named Christopher Bryson, who had solicited who he had solicited for sex. Once he arrived at Berdella's house, he knocked the prostitute unconscious with a metal bar and tied him up. Bryson was subjected to the same torture and abuse methods as Bordella's previous victims, but Bryson knew how to gain Bordella's trust, eventually persuading Bordella to tie his hands in front of him rather than to the bed. Then Bordella accidentally left a box of matches in the room. Bordella Bryson grabbed them and burned through his ropes, leading to his dramatic escape through the window. After after collecting and collecting evidence from the house and questioning the suspected killer, Robert Modella, there was he was quickly arrested and charged with murders of six men. Modella accepted a deal where he pleaded guilty and revealed everything about the murders in exchange for life without parole. Avoiding the death penalty, he died of a heart attack while in court celebrated at the Missouri State Penitentiary on October 8, 1992. At the age of 43, 
his life ended. And he was known as the Kansas City Butcher. So my opinion, I think he did it for attention. He didn't... He got attention, but it was like negative attention, kind of. Like, a lot of people bullied him when he was younger, so I feel like he did it, like, because he wanted to feel like people were actually paying attention to him and actually knew about him, and because he confessed to the, like, killings, he confessed to it in the end. He confessed to doing it, so I feel like he just did it for attention, like, so, so yeah. people would know him and stuff. I think he did it because his dad was very rude to him, so I felt like I feel like he felt like he had a lot of power over him. Like I felt like a lot of people, he thought a lot of people had power over him. So I feel like he did all this stuff so he could feel the power and feel like he had power yeah. over everyone. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was a crazy story. Hopefully. Yeah, it was very crazy. Yeah. If you guys have any suggestions for future episodes, um, let us know and we will try our best to um, do those for you guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on TikTok at Dark Diaries Podcast and subscribe to us on YouTube if you want at Dark Diaries with Lily and Bree. Thank you for listening. Bye.